This is Believe in Buckeyes with Brian Brownie, Chindi Chekla. We are talking about college football. We are on the 31st, December 31st, New Year's Eve. The Buckeyes kick it off against the Georgia Bulldogs in the Peach Bowl in the state of Georgia. Uh, big game. Sparks will be flying, but I think our Buckeyes are, is up for the task. Yeah, I think they're up for the task. I think the 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 the, the challenge and the, the saltiness and the, the crushing <laughs> defeat against Michigan, I think, puts them in a position to really be locked in and focused on redemption and getting another opportunity, another shot, not only to you know continue the season, maybe win a playoff game, get a chance at national championship, but also to potentially get another chance at that team up north, man. You, you, I've never been in that position before, right? Of course, I never lost to Michigan. Never been a part of a playoff. Um, but yeah, it just seems like they get another chance to do it, right? Yeah, and I think we brought it up before, or you said it before at least, that when Michigan planted that flag, they did not expect to maybe play Ohio State again in such a short period of time. You know, they, they probably figured they had a whole year before they had to see the Buckeyes again and also get, would ha- get to see them on their home turf. So, like you say, it's a lot a lot there. But the first hurdle is obviously getting past Georgia, who's, uh, you know, they've been really running college football now for essentially two years straight. Obviously won the yep. national championship last year, undefeated this season. I believe they've been the number one team all year. If not, they've been playing like the number one team all year. Um, and obviously coming through the SEC, they had some some pretty good, decent opponents that they looked pretty good against and uh, was always able to, you know, play their game the way they wanted to play it. And obviously, like, once again, undefeated the number one seed going into these college playoffs. And it's not easy to all, it's not easy to be the number one seed for two years or at least for a year and a half, right? Um, you know, we've, we've been in that position plenty of time. We've been a, a, a top team most of the year or all year, and you end up slipping up against a team. But it's not easy to, to hold down that, that fort for so long and to maintain that, that high level of play. Um, but obviously, Georgia's going to be prepared. It's not going to be, it's not going to be easy. You're going to have to go get it, right? <laughs> you're going against the dogs, but you're going to have to have some dog to 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 really knock them off that high horse. And as we look at it, you know, Ohio State really has a talent, like just from a purely talent standpoint. Um, and what they even showed during the year, uh, if you if you look at both teams in terms of their rankings, offensively and defensively, I mean, it's it's really going to it's really a clash of the Titans, right? Two, right. two heavyweights that are going to go at it in this game. And like you say, coming off that last loss, I mean, Ohio State, from their own fan base, to be frank, have been catching a lot of disrespect. I mean, this team, yeah. Coach Day and C.J. Stroud, they have won a lot of games, a lot of games. But they lost, They now have lost to Michigan twice. So you're hearing craziness coming in, calling for Coach Day's job. They're talking about C.J. Stroud. Can he carry a team? Does he have that dog, that fight to kind of – to 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 um to to carry the team to win these type of big games is he's that guy and so a lot of this is coming down on the on their legacy of this 2022 team of C.J. Stroud and his time at Ohio State a lot of legacy is kind of going down on how they will be saw uh, in the record books when teams think about his his teams here his his time here you know how will he be saw uh, how will people remember him. Yeah. As, his, uh, as him being a Buckeye. So. Yeah, and, and it, it's, a, it's a true opportunity to really lock in what his legacy is at Ohio State. Um, but, I don't, you know, at this point, I'm not sure he's even focused on that. You know, they've talked about 
uh, Woody against the world, right? Just do everything is <laughs> building against everybody because it's so much of the negative talk, negative talk where it comes to the loss against Michigan. You know, are we a tough enough team? Do does CJ have that? I seen the the CJ have that dog in him um, floating around <laughs> social media, um, which I don't really subscribe to, man. I think it's really can you get into that zone? Because you know, as a player, once you get in that zone, you feel like nothing can stop you. Um, right. And uh, if we just think back to the 2014 run. They hit that zone, mm-hmm. and those guys, you know, it didn't matter from quarterback to running back. And, you know, yes, Cardell coming in at quarterback. Yeah, string quarterback starting the season, right? <laughs> so we're gonna, yeah. and we're gonna talk to somebody who, you know, he ran, he was on that run. He was on that run. He knows what it feels like to be the fourth seed going into a mm-hmm. playoff, going and playing, going to SEC country and playing against an SEC team right. and getting the job done. So, yeah, so yeah, we got yeah, like you said, we have a 2014 national champion. Um, he's able to have a great career at Ohio State. He went on to to the NFL, and now he 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 knows the sports. Let's just put it like that. He he's he still lives and breathes um, Ohio State football and, and college football in general. Uh, so when we get back, we'll have our special guest here, and we'll get into this game with with someone that 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 does it on on all ends. And uh, we have a special guest when we get back. Thanks. All right. Welcome back to Believe in Buckeyes. Joining us now is former Buckeye linebacker, 2014 national champion, and current host of the rally right here in Bally Sports, Joshua Perry. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. I'm excited to be on the show, guys. Uh, Glad to see you all started up. I know the the timing was maybe a little bit iffy, but it gave you a lot to talk about. I know that much. So I'm definitely excited to be joining the show. Yeah, appreciate, oh, yeah. appreciate you uh, coming on, man. Excited to talk to you about this this opportunity here, previewing this Georgia Ohio State playoff game, and you have some experience with being in, in a playoff game against an SEC team. Um, just wanted to kind of kick off. Just talk about this this second shot at this shot of redemption. You know, Ryan Day mentioned they feel like they got a second lease on life with this opportunity here, and coming off that Michigan loss. Um, you know, we're not we're not in great spirits right now, but there's a there's a new opportunity right in front. No, definitely a new opportunity. And um, in, in some of Ryan Day's more recent media, he said that nobody's given them a chance. And I, I actually agree with that. Nobody is giving this team a chance. And Ohio State's going into this game as underdogs. It's not typically a spot that these boys have found themselves in. And so this is really an opportunity to get a win to keep their national championship hopes alive, but it's also an opportunity to start rewriting narratives because what have people talked about? They can't win the big game. They can't go up against tough teams. You know, the defense doesn't show up when they need it to. The quarterback can't put their team on the back. Like all of the things that people have been saying about this Ohio State program over the last two years, they have an opportunity to get right with. So yes, like, big picture, win a national title. It's what everybody hopes to do at the beginning of the season. But as you start to boil it down too, people have talked about legacy with CJ Stroud. They've talked about Ryan Day and his coaching tenure. This is an opportunity to change the narrative on those things as well. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, Great opportunity here. Like you're saying, Joshua, Um, obviously big opponent coming in, right? We got Georgia coming in. Uh, Georgia, they're ranked currently the number two scoring defense versus Ohio State, number two scoring offense. So something has to give there, right? And so uh, what are your thoughts going into us playing a, a Georgia team, another 
one of those dominant SEC teams. Like, what are your thoughts on us going in? And and do you think we, you know, what's your, what's your, how you feel? Well, this is going to be interesting because there's going to be resistance here. And, uh, um, Ohio State's going to have to have answers for that. And I think that there are some pretty obvious ones. So you start to break down this Georgia team and their defense specifically. What do you like about them? Well, their defensive line is absolutely phenomenal. And they're built well from the inside out. Maybe they don't have that elite pass rusher on the edge, but they've got some guys in the middle of that defense. Holy moly. (laughs) That will give you some issues. Um, was that kid's name? Carter, the 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 big yeah, dude in Jaylen the middle. Carter. Right. He's mm-hmm. he's a real problem, and so Ohio State's going to have to have answers for that. Um, you look at their linebacker group. I, I think that they're good, not great. So Ohio State can try to create advantages there with some passing concepts that can take advantage of the middle of that defense. Um, if they can get the football to the second level in the run game, I think that they have a couple opportunities there as well to make some plays. I think where the real opportunity comes is this Georgia secondary is really good. Um, let's make no doubt about it, but Ohio State's pass game is what yeah. it is for a reason. And I think that there are going to be chances to make plays in the pass game. What Georgia, what I think Georgia is going to do is they're going to try to run two man. So they're going to run man to man, basically with everybody underneath. And then they're going to keep the, the two safeties high. So what Ohio State is going to need to do is this is Georgia will be able to get brackets essentially on Marvin Harrison Jr. and Emeka Abuka with those two high safeties. So now Julian Fleming has to be more consistent. Now you're going to need to see Cade Stover become more of a feature. Can G. Scott come out here and have some big catches? And the other thing they're going to need to do is run the ball. Even if it's not working, you, you have to run it so they can't try to keep those safeties up high and out of the fit. So I think that there is a game plan here for Ohio State to be able to move the football we saw what LSU did in the SEC championship game, 500 yards passing, and they hit some shots. CJ's going to have to be accurate. We've seen him do that. Marv's going to have to have big catches. We've seen them do that. Um, going to be tough running the football, but they're going to have to stick with it even if it's not working. But when they hit those pass plays, they have to hit big ones, and there's going to be some guys not named Marvin Harrison Jr. and Emeka Abuka they are going to have to have some big catches in this one. Yeah, and you look at Georgia. So Georgia lost eight guys to the NFL last year. You can't really tell that much based on how how you know how well the defense has continued to play, even though they lost those guys. They're they're third when it comes to third down efficiency, efficiency stopping guys on third downs. They're um, number one when it comes to the red zone. So now allowing uh, teams to score. But you talked about Ohio State's offense, high powered offense, ability to you know get big yards, big chunks of yards in the passing game. And when I watched them play against Michigan, I was that offense didn't necessarily show, right? I, I wouldn't blame the offense for the loss, but we didn't see Ohio State doing what they do great and doing it at their best in the big game. And just, just talk to me about, because when you look at Georgia's defense, we know they have the ability to slow down um, good offenses. But how, is it, how important is it going to be for them to be aggressive offensively and put up, put up big numbers? Well, the, the aggression is going to be huge. And uh, I'll say this, like, this is a game where Ohio State has to capitalize on all of their plays. Um, Cade Stover, who I think played well for majority of the year, he had a couple of big drops in that game that I think changed the the, the tenor of, of the way the Michigan game is played. He had the one that was broken up in the end zone. Mikey Samer still made a huge play. Um, credit to him on that one. And then um, – I believe it was a fourth down that Ohio State went for. And um, 
you know, Cade was covered, but the ball hit him in the hands. Wasn't the most accurate pass, but one that we've seen him catch before. So you have to make those plays. CJ Stroud going through his progression, he missed Marv. Marv was open and he just missed, like didn't didn't throw it to him. Um, and, and, and I think he checked it down. Like he, you have to take those chances. Trust your arm. There's a reason that you were in New York yep. two years in a row as a quarterback. Like trust that you can make that play and hit your guy who you know catches everything. He had his first drop of the year in the Michigan game. So those are the plays that they're going to have to make. Um, I talked about this run game. They, I mean, they were running it pretty well, and they just had to go away from it because they got behind in the game. But you, you got a guy in, in Chip Trainum who nobody had ever heard of for Ohio State, and he's running it for, you know, five, six yards a carry every time he touches the football. They have to live with that consistency, and even when it's uncomfortable doing it, they have to stick to it. Now, this is a, a nugget I love to drop when people talk about great red zone defenses like Georgia. Don't get in the red zone. Right. It sounds it sounds stupid when I say it, but but drop the plays where you score from the field. When you get past that 50 yard line, when it's time to take the shot, take the shot, connect on it and and finish the play in the end zone. Don't get down there inside the 20 where now they can get brackets on all the guys that they want. They can add the extra defender to the box. So it's hard to run score from the field. And Ohio State has a play caller who can design those plays where they can do that. So I, I think they're like I keep saying it at this at the offense's top end, there is a game plan to go up against this Georgia defense. And if you if you talk to Georgia, nobody would ever say this, but out of the the, the teams that they could have played in this semifinal, Ohio State's probably the one that they didn't want because of what they can do on offense to challenge that great defense. That's right. That's right. That's a great point there, Perry. So what we're going to do here is we're going to take a quick break, take some time out here, but then we come back. We're going to talk about your, your guys' specialty. We're going to talk about that Buckeye defense and what they could do here to try to win this game against Georgia. All right, we're back here with the Believe in Buckeye podcast. We've got Joshua Perry here with us. Yeah, so really want to get, get right into it, B. Yeah, so looking at Georgia's offense, be honest, they're not too shabby themselves. They average 38 points a game, uh, and they kind of have a balanced attack. They're able to rush the ball over 200 yards a game, and then with their quarterback, who's also – Went to New York as a finalist for the Heisman. He's averaging close to about 285 passing yards per game as well. So out of our Ohio State defense, who we know was pretty decent all year stats-wise until the very last game, what do you guys want to see out of their defense to kind of, you know, sure up things and try to come up with a win against Georgia? All right, so this is uh, the thing that nobody wants to hear, whether you're an Ohio State fan or somebody who wants Ohio State to fail, is – The defense was really good this year, and you can pick out five plays against Michigan that basically were the name of the game. Michigan had 349 yards and five touchdowns off of five plays. The rest of the game, they had like 180 yards and a touchdown, right? Like, Like that's, this is not shade toward Michigan. This is not making excuses. This is the reality of how that game played out. They, Ohio State, won more than they lost in that football game. It's just the losses were too big to overcome, and that's a problem. And so what it needs to be is a really disciplined approach. It's discipline in the run fits. It's discipline in making tackles. It's discipline in how you call the plays and and the games and and, and when you take the chances. And it's discipline when you're in coverage. Like, they, they had the missed tackle on the zero blitz, We saw a similar thing against Penn State, went for a touchdown. Like, you have to make the play. 
You can also say, coach, why are you calling all out on a third down where you could just, you know, make them throw it right in front of you, make the tackle and you get off the field without having to go through all the theatrics there. So it's a little bit of both. But then you have a, 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 a huge gain for a touchdown in a cover two where the safety on the backside is just not doing his job, right? So you can go through all these different things. The two big runs, guys are getting out of gaps. But you also have a defense that structure is really flat. They don't have a lot of levels because all the guys are toward the line of scrimmage. They have to have answers there. But I will say this is if they cannot handle the tight ends for Georgia and Bowers and Washington, this is going to be a long game because those tight ends tell you everything you need to know. Like when they when Bowers gets out there and he's at the point in a bunch, it's different than when he's one of the guys who's off the ball. Right. When Washington is in line, he is like an extra tackle. That guy is 6'7", 280. Yeah. He's a tackle. So you know they're going to run the ball behind him. So you have to be able to pick up the tips from where the tight ends are. And then for Stetson Bennett, dude has played really well all year. Where he's at his best to me is when the play starts to break down and he freelances because that dude has a ton of moxie. He's got a bunch of grit. And he's a guy who can make a lot of something out of nothing. And where Ohio State was hurt by that was in the Maryland game. Uh, Leah Tungavailoa, who I think is a better athlete than Stetson Bennett, um, gave Ohio State some fits with that. They're going to have a similar type of quarterback who's going to be able to freelance and make some plays. They have to be disciplined. To me, this is about Ohio State in their execution. Georgia is phenomenal. There's no taking anything away from them. But Ohio State can compete when they're playing their best ball. It's just about... When you get out there, are you going to have some of those things that happen in bowl games where, you know, guys miss coverage every once in a while, dudes are missing tackles because they haven't worked on the fundamentals in a little while? You can't have that against this Georgia team because they will blow this game out if Ohio State doesn't come to play on defense. Now, Chimney, I know that you have some thoughts about this, too, that being our side of the football. I know you were not impressed after the Michigan game. What are you thinking right now? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, it's an execution game, as you mentioned. I think... Um, you know, you as a coach, as a defensive coordinator, when you see that, when I look at Ohio State's defense, if I'm calling it straight, the weakness is the edges. It's the cornerback. It's the defensive backs in coverage. Right? I totally think they've agree. been pretty solid everywhere else. And you, you, when you look at Georgia's offense, I mean, they're going to run the ball. They're going to utilize those tight ends, and that's how they're going to move the ball. They're going to throw the ball between the numbers, uh, between the hashes, not a ton on the outside. So it, lead, it will lead you to believe as a defensive coordinator that you can focus in on that run game, focus in on those, you know, those inside throws and let allow those corners to play a little bit, a little bit more man and take care of those, the, the, the outside. However, if you watch the Michigan game, you mentioned five plays, five explosive plays, five touchdowns. And the, most of those plays were long passes. And do you start to become a little bit tight as a coach and say, you know, what, we can't truly lean on our DBs to cover, so we have to support them, which I don't think is the actual best approach to beating Georgia. I think the approach is similar to, you know, the Michigan approach. Stop what they do inside. Their strength isn't necessarily uh, going up top a lot, right? So you should be able to lean on good talented guys. I got to add that they're talented guys on the outside, but they just haven't, you know, played up to to par. So, you know, my biggest concern is, or not my biggest concern, my challenge is, for the corners to step up, step up and make plays, right? For the the front to continue to play well, and if those corners come up, it's gonna it's not it's not all game. It's gonna be three, four, or five 
these are drawn up plays by Georgia where they feel like this is where we have an opportunity to go make a play. Yeah, we need our defensive backs to go make those plays, and I think that changes the game. I'm with you, and and it's it's really interesting because we watched this Ohio State defense play well all year long. So, do we have a reason really to believe that they they shouldn't play well? Right, and it's it's going to come down to those handful of games. All you need is a PBU. All you need is to to make a tackle if the guy catches the football. Right, you can't let it go for a touchdown. Make the tackle, play another down, and I think that's going to be the the bigger battle in this football game. Um, Georgia's got some burners at wide receiver. They got I, I can't remember the kid's name right now. They got one guy who like he'll take the top right off of the defense, right? So you have to be able to guard against that. But do I look at a wide receiver group and I say like, these are guys who are super polished, great route runners that give you a ton of issues? Not necessarily. I think there are some matchups to be won here, but if you get a bad play and then you get another and you get another and all of a sudden it's here we go again, that's where this thing becomes a bit of an issue. Yeah. I mean, like we know, Georgia is a good team. They're going to make plays. But like you said, Joshua, when they make the play, like, you know, don't turn a, a, a big play into a horrible play. Like they make the play, make the tackle, get back to the huddle, and then we can make an adjustment from there. But when those plays start turning into touchdowns at the touchdowns at the touchdowns, like I say, it just kind of mentally, it kind of takes you out of it. And, you know, then it kind of leads you to a path of, you know, can we actually keep up with these guys? And, you know, then things kind of get out of control from there. Uh, we kind of want to switch things up. Obviously, it's a topic that it was big around Buckeye Nation. I, I believe if you're on the team, it's not the the biggest of things. But, you know, leading into this game, we know we had what we thought was going to be our number one wide receiver coming into this season. Jackson Smith, New Jigba, decided that, he, you know, he's going to uh, continue his rehab outside of the program and not going to be with his team for uh, the actual playoff game and the national championship if we win that first one. Do you have any thoughts there on you, you on how do you feel the team would take that in that decision, or do you think it? Or you think it's not a big deal? You're going to play with the guys that's been there all season. So I I don't think it, it's a big deal at this point because they played with him uh, without him for most of the season, and um, Marvin Harrison Jr. stepped up in a huge way. Emeka Buka played really good football. You know, I want to see more out of Julian Fleming. I, I want to see a, a fourth wide receiver come out of there too, right? But this situation was definitely curious to me because I think back to when uh, Nick Bosa was banged up and he basically said, like, halfway through the season, I'm out of here. And it it cut down on the distraction. It cut down the question of, is this guy going to come back? And I think Jackson, if he knew what his rehab plan was going to be, he could have done the same thing and he didn't, which led me to believe that there was a lot of hope that he could play. And maybe it wasn't just a rehab and it could have been something else in this equation that led him to not playing. And I don't want to sound like conspiracy theorist, but um, it's just it's curious to me that a guy sticks around for this long and leaves that hope. And now all of a sudden it's I got to continue my rehab away from the team. I wish the best for him. Um, I wish we could have seen him play this year because I think this would have been a really special one for him. Um, You know, just it didn't shake out that way. But I I think out of any group to have the best player be down, uh, the wide receiver group is the one because there are so many guys in that room that can make plays. So I don't think this affects this Ohio State team as much. Would it have been a huge bonus 
For sure. Like, you want to have that guy out there. But the way that I watched that group play for the majority of the year, I know that they're ready to go to battle without him. And, gotcha. and so just based off your experience, I went to that, that first – the first playoff, college football playoff game, right? You played against Alabama. I'm going to be honest. At that time, I was I was hopeful. You know, I believe. <laughs> and I was like, ah, I'm, not, I'm not sure if they're going to get it done. I'm going to – you know, I, I believe in them. I know they got the talent. Obviously, had the talent to get it done. But I wasn't sure. And then it probably took me one quarter, maybe not even one quarter. It was probably like one big play. And, I'm, and I was like, hey, man, these guys, <laughs> these guys are ready to go, right? <laughs> um, based on your experience, thinking from, you know, what they're preparing for now, take us through, like, what their mindset may be or should be. And then what did you guys do? What was it that got you guys, you know, focused and just hitting your stride and making that run to a national championship? Yeah, it's it's a it's a great question um, because we had a lot of doubters, and I know this Ohio State team has a lot of doubters, and uh, we're going up against the dynasty in Alabama, and Georgia's becoming that dynasty right now. They've been in the playoff many times. They they got theirs last year, and they're they're back undefeated this year. Um, here's the mentality, and I thought Urban Meyer was one of the the greatest big game preparers in college football. Is when we got the 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 bowl assignment, he built up this Alabama team in our minds that they were the greatest team that had ever played football. In the history of college football, there's nobody that ever touched a football that was better than the Alabama team that we were getting ready to play. So during our prep, the the only thing going through our mind was, boy, we better be perfect or else this Alabama team's going to beat us. And that was the mentality. And then as we started getting into that game week, like, you know, in, in bowl prep, there's phases. You got the first phase, which you're working fundamentals and you're working your conditioning. And then you got your second phase. You're starting to sprinkle in some game plan, but you're really still working on, on being a football player. And then you get into game week. When we got into game week, then that's when Urban started dialing it back. And he started telling us about how good we were and about all the things that we did well and why we were ready to win that game. And by the time we got to game time, it just so happened that I, I think Wisconsin had played like Auburn or something and they beat them. And there was another game um, with the Big Ten team that won a bowl game that wasn't supposed to. And Urban said, now, these are all the things that people said they couldn't win these games. And then he said, we just beat Wisconsin 59 to nothing. We're so much better than them. And they didn't think that Wisconsin had a chance and they won. So what are we? Right. We're supposed to win this football game. So we went out on that football field thinking, all right, this Alabama team is really good. We got a bunch of respect for them, but we can play with these guys. We can win this football game. And so it started with the preparation and the mentality. And when I was at Ohio State, we never lost as underdogs. We did not lose as underdogs because we took that to heart. And it's not to say that the other team that we were getting ready to play didn't deserve to be favored. It was to say that we're the Ohio State Buckeyes and we're supposed to win football games. So we had that edge when we came in and we knew that we were going to have to weather some storms and some battles. And, And the way that game started, we put ourselves in a little bit of a hole. Did not start great. But we knew if we kept fighting and we kept playing ball, we made adjustments at halftime that we were going to win that football game. And that's exactly what we did. So for these guys, I think this is all mentality. It's all mentality. You got to go down south. You got to beat a team from the SEC. Okay, then go do it. Like, it's about being mentally prepared to win this football game, understanding that you're one of the most talented teams in the country. You're playing Georgia, which is one of the most talented teams in the country. This is exactly what you sign up for when you come to play at Ohio State, to play against elite teams, to go and win championships. 
And so if they can mentally compartmentalize this game, I think they're going to be good to go. And they have to understand that they have all the pieces that they need to get the job done. So this is an exciting spot for them. I'm excited as a viewer to watch this game and see how they respond. I know it's going to be some ups and downs. That's exactly the way it's supposed to be. They're coming off of a game where they certainly displayed some weaknesses and, and some of the things that they hoped that they wouldn't have to put on tape. Now is the time to show people that you're not the Michigan game, that you can be what you hope the outcome of this Georgia game could be. So um, excited here, but this is what these guys signed up for. And, and as yeah. as p- former players, this is what we want to watch our, our guys go out and do. We want to watch them go down south and get a win against an SEC team. Yeah. So go ahead. And B. real quick, Joshua, real quick before we let you go, we thank you for being on the, the show with us and, and taking some time to speak with us about this Georgia game. Real quick, just give us a, a quick prediction. What's your score? What you think in the game is going to turn out to be? What you think? Now this is a this is a tough spot for me right now. I'm going to put my journalism cap on and uh, take, take my 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 block O off real quick. So this this is one of those games where I think if both teams are playing their highest level of football, we're talking about a three point game here. I think Georgia, with their pedigree from what they did a year ago, and to run the table as the defending champs, which I've been in that defending champ seat, that's hard because you got a target and you got egos that you're dealing with. You got coaching staffs that are turning over and guys are are looking for jobs and all kinds of – it's a lot to deal with. And they've handled everything. This is a spot that I have not seen Ohio State in before. I haven't seen Ohio State lose to Michigan – in, in a blowout loss at home and then have another shot to go in a title. What I know this program to be, the program that I was a part of, the program that you guys played for, this is exactly where these cats want to be with an opportunity. So if I had to, to put out a prediction, I'm going 38-35 for the Ohio State Buckeyes to get the win in the semifinal. There you go. So <laughs> I'm hoping, I'm praying, I'm going to be down there in Atlanta covering the game with Big Ten Network, so I'm excited about it and uh, – you know, these guys, all they got to do is show up with the right mentality, and I think that they got all the pieces they need to firmly be in this football game. There you go. There you, you heard it from the expert. Uh, <laughs> great, former national championship. He, he's been in this position before. I uh, appreciate you, Joshua, for coming on and giving us, giving us a piece of your expertise, man. No doubt. Appreciate, appreciate you guys. It. Thank you. Mm. Shout out to Joshua Perry, man. So great having him on the show. Um so his prediction, 38-35, the good guys, right? Um, I think my prediction would be something similar. I think when you look at Georgia, they give up about 13 points a game, right? I think Ohio State has to score in the 30s to get the win. Um, so I'll say it'll be 41-38. I'll say my, my, my final score, Ohio State wins by a field goal. Um, and they have a lot of big plays on offense, and they give up a little bit on defense. I hear you there, Chum. I'm going with a bigger <laughs> margin here. I believe the Ohio State. I feel like they they got the pitcher. They understand. They feel these threats. They fear. They hear the noise coming in. I predict a big game for Ohio State. I think they go out there. They score 35 points, and they hold that Georgia offense to 20. I'm picking Ohio State 35 to 20 and a huh? wide margin here because they're focused, they're locked in, they're, they feel and hear the disrespect, and they're going to go out there and perform. 
So once again, this is Believe in Buckeyes with Brian Brownie and Chindy Chekwa. We want to thank Bally Sports for having us on to be able to preview this college football game. Um, and once again, check out our podcast. You can catch us on Apple. You can also catch us on Spotify. It's Believe in Buckeyes. And once again, go Bucks. Go Bucks. Oh, I am. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.